Good afternoon, Richmond. We are back with Filfo Public Radio. We got a special guest in the studio today. Yo, yo. Mr. Eric Ganchi. How are you doing today? I'm doing good, man. Just drove up here from, you know, the 7-5. Yeah, the long drive? Longer than it than it, I think it should have been, but it is what it is. We're here now. That's what matters, I think. Yeah, screw the headphones. They, they don't work. Um, so tell the people a little bit about yourself for those who do not know. Um, okay, well, my name's Eric. Uh, I run a business or a production company, if you will, called Coloris Media. Um, I shoot a lot of music videos. I shoot a lot of photography. I do a lot of graphic design. Um... We got a music video dropping today. Yeah, yeah, we do actually. The song you just heard, Songbirds, mm-hmm. by Phil Foe, TDK, Seth Steezy, and Vincent Green. It was a pleasure to work with them. It was a real, real good music video. I've actually got a lot of compliments, and like, you know, this is one of the best I've done so far, and I'm only getting better. So, yes, sir. I'm excited. For, this is my first music video that's coming out, too. Really? Yeah, this is big. It's not the first one I've shot. I've got like three music videos I've shot over the past few years that have just still yet to see the light of day. But this one was ready. <laughs> I think the real make it or Archives. break it here was I did not edit it. I think uh, it's important to, you know, delegate maybe. I don't, I don't know. I'm very happy with this music video. Thank you very much. It was very sick. And it's dropping at 1 p.m. today on YouTube. No, that's hard. Right after this. That's hard. That's hard. Yes, sir. Um, yeah, I was going to say, this this music video, um, I don't know, it was a lot different for me because I mm-hmm. uh, got, got to test out a lot of new equipment, you know, beautiful 6K camera. Um, you shot it, I mean, pretty much on the fly. I, mean, I know this wasn't our first attempt at it either. We did have a first <laughs> pass at it. Um, and I think collectively we weren't that satisfied with it. Um, and then, you know, the next time we came to show up and shoot, you know, we, we made it happen. We made a storyline just off, off the dome. And I, I, I think the music video really has a lot of momentum. Um, but it also kind of fits in with that Philfo branding. Yeah. And granted, I haven't known you that long, but I think I can, I have a general sense of, you know, who you are like I, I like your 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 uh your public persona if you will i think that's an important skill to have as a video director i yeah. would assume yeah for sure um yeah i don't i don't know i've been doing this i guess in a serious matter i've been doing this for maybe two or three years but mm-hmm. i've i've had like the tech uh technical know-how and all that kind of stuff since like 10th grade so how do you learn to do this uh a video communications class Really? Yeah. So, tenth grade, um, I was in Okinawa, Japan. I'm a military kid, so I moved around a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and I lived there the longest. You know, I I went there during like seventh grade, and I graduated high school from there. Mm-hmm. Um, go Dragons. Uh, so, yeah, it started when I heard that there was a real, real chill teacher. You know, he mm-hmm. didn't really care what you did in class. You know, you could technically just leave and whatever. But the class itself was a video communication class so you were making videos editing videos um at one point they were like doing like a news um like a like a live news if you will um so yeah that's why i ended up taking that class and it that that class really changed my life like 
If I really look back at it, it really changed my life. Um, just as far as because it wasn't until like the first video or two that I started doing where I was like, you know, this this is kind of nice. Like I mm-hmm. I have I think I can get better with this. Um, and there's a lot of possibilities, lots of opportunities just in doing film mm-hmm. and videos. Um, so, you know, 10th grade, 11th grade, 12th grade, I, w- I was taking consecutive video communications classes. And at the time, that's not even what I wanted to do. I wanted to be a nurse. Right. Um, so I was just doing this for funsies. Um, and each year I came back, you know, um, sometimes there would be the same group of people that would be there with me. Um, you know, we'd break off in small teams, et cetera, et cetera. But, um, just all the projects I came acquainted with, mm-hmm. um, you know, from doing almost like a live broadcasting news school news thing to, uh, lip sync challenges. I, I don't know if you're familiar with <laughs> yeah, those, yeah, yeah. like those were going crazy in like high school. Um, yeah. and I, I had my, I had done a fair share of music videos. Mm. So, just that kind of exposure to it in high school when it didn't really necessarily mean anything to me. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's had a, a huge impact on me now uh, later down the road because, like I said, like getting out of uh, high school, I wanted to be a nurse. Right. So I had gone to uh, a college. I had gone to a separate university for a girl. Don't ever do that, friends. <laughs> Big mistake. Um, wasn't happy, ended up transferring, uh, to ODU and mm-hmm. that's where I decided I was going to do graphic design. Um, granted that's not video, but I think just being creatively involved in life, um, feeds well off into like other, uh, sp- specializations, if you will. Like, I think if, you know, if you're good at just drawing, you can be really good at, you know, graphic design. You could be really good at video. Um, you can really be you can be really good at music. I mean, you know, right. look at Nsefi. That yeah. man is a jack of all trades, if if I do say so myself. Um, For real? Yeah, I mean, i just been in it for like a year or two uh, in a serious tone, as far as an adult goes, if mm-hmm. that makes sense. So I'm just taking it a little bit more serious and really respecting the art itself um, and the expression itself. Uh, you know, sure, I'm using the camera or directing other people, um, like, you know, 80% of the time. But um, I think there's a s- certain sense of vulnerability that comes with being creative mm-hmm. um, that, I mean, I think you can, if, if you if, if you know yourself, you can really push out in different areas, if that makes sense. Yeah. I know what you mean. Here's a question. I know the answer, but I don't think other people know the answer, so I'm going to ask the question. What's more valuable to you and your mu- or your video direction, your equipment or, like, your technical knowledge? Ooh, that, that's actually a really good question. Um, I'd probably say, you know, your technical knowledge because, you know, while you can get really fancy with equipment, you know, you can get super crappy with equipment. Um, as long as you know how to put it together, you know, make a story or make something that's visually compelling and keep the uh, keep the uh, viewer's attention. You know, I, I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, shooting like on a really low res camera. Yeah. Because, I mean, people can make that look hard. 
I say it all the time because a lot of people will hit me up about recording and stuff like they don't have equipment. It, it's all very connected, I think. But um, it's not if you you can have the most expensive equipment, but if you don't have skill or even almost more importantly than skill, like a vision, you're dead in the water. I feel that. I feel That's that. all you really need. You got skill and vision. You can do anything you want to do. Yeah, no, I, I agree 100% because, you know, I, I mean, to me, I've always been uh, raised or grew up on the mentality of, you know, adapt and overcome. And, mm-hmm. you know, if there's a will and if you really, really want it, you'll, you'll figure it out. Yeah, you'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's real. I guess when it comes to different people, it just um, some people might get turned turned off from, you know, obstacles. They right. might get ter- oh like oh this didn't really go the way I wanted I don't think I'm gonna do this anymore yeah but dude. I think it's it's the persistence and the the will to keep applying the pressure mm-hmm. even though you're failing but trying to mold it into something better mm-hmm. that's where the fun comes like yeah. that, that that's where you really learn things about yourself about life um, just a lot of things in general like it goes farther than just oh you know I messed up. Or I'm not doing things correctly or, you know, I'm not doing them to a certain standard that I've been viewing for so long. You know, to me, standards are only guidelines because mm-hmm. you, you can know all the rules and you can abide by all the rules. But it takes a very special person to know what lines to cross, if that makes sense. Because mm-hmm. you can you can you can I you know, I I personally don't see a problem with presenting I don't want to say uh, crappy things, but if there's intention with that, you know, then by all means, that is expression. But if you're, you know, doing it lazily or you didn't want to clean up some edges just because that's different than than purposeful. Exactly. Than being purposeful, because at that point, you're just being lazy. You're not really giving the attention to your art that you need to. And it's unfortunate, but people do that. A lot of people don't care, and I think those are the people that aren't. They don't. They don't last that long. Right. And um, I think that's the easiest way to tell who's in it for the long run. Who cares? Yeah. No. And I, I think I think that's a great mentality to have um, because it wasn't until maybe when I met uh, Mafia Seven to where mm-hmm. I it really hit me that I'm really surrounding myself with like-minded people. How uh, did you meet them? How did I meet them? Uh, so I want to say last October, it might've been before that. I, I don't have an, an, an I know it's been about a year, but mm-hmm. I met Khalif first right. because, you know, I was just on Instagram one day and I'd seen, you know, leafy's instagram so i clicked on it and i was like okay this dude has a vibe he has an Im- like kind of an image he has mm-hmm. his great music great music if you haven't listened to khalif bryant please go listen to khalif bryant um and you know i just followed him i was mm-hmm. like you know may- maybe we can get something going so i just followed him within like three minutes he followed me back mm-hmm. and at that point we were like low-key trying like we were like two girls, not two girls, like a, like a, I don't know, a couple crushing on each other. We were yeah. like liking each other's all each other's <laughs> pictures and stuff like that, and it and it, it was maybe like thirty minutes before he DM'd me, and we were like, you know, let's work, yeah, Let, let's get something cracking, and 
that's where party came from. So mm-hmm. within like two, three weeks, you know, we got we got party planned, filmed, edited. And then after that, I just kind of started showing up to more events for Khalif. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I want to say I met like TDK. I met Evan uh, or Johnny Cox, excuse me. And I met uh, Trey uh, at the party shoot. Mm-hmm. But like at the time they were like, oh, you know, how are you doing? Whatever. Like yeah. just that that. I didn't think I was going to ever see him again. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And then, you know, the more I started hanging out with Khalif and shooting with Khalif, the more they were there. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, cool. You know, I'm getting more familiar with these guys because they're coming around all the time. Mm -hmm. Um, And sure enough, you know, I'm sure somebody put me onto their music, Mm -hmm. whether it be TDK or Khalif. And then I want to say it was Khalif that probably told me about the whole collective. And then I've always got more information from TDK. So, I mean, I, I guess just through Khalif is how I really met them. But ever since then, like, you know, I've been working on a lot of them with projects as far as, you know, videos, visualizers, um, just stuff like that. Like, mm-hmm. I, I think it's great that we can creatively bounce ideas off each other. Mm-hmm. Um, and we all kind of see in the same way. Like, we know where we're going to go or where we want to go and how we're going to get there. Yeah. How did you meet them? Do you know Demarius Sinbad? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I've known him for years. Crazy. Um, school? Yeah. We Did I meet him through school? I don't even know. We went to school together for a year. I don't know if I knew him then or not. But through PFPR, his name had come up, and I reached Ooh. out to him. I think we knew, realized we knew a lot of the same people. I had him on the I, – I think <laughs> – I'm trying to remember when the first time I met him was, but he came on PFPR. We did an interview episode. That was my first video episode, and still that was one of my favorite episodes we'd done. I'm going to check that out. And then, yes, yeah, on YouTube. Um, but then he, we would work together. He was making beats at the time. He sent me a few beats. I think we did a song together there. But then I moved... I've moved all over. I was not a military kid, mm. but I swear to God, I, I relate. I moved <laughs> all the time. Um, and But I, I was back in Virginia Beach, and I lived like five minutes away from him. I'd pick him up all the time, and we'd record in my studio. I've always had a home studio. Anywho, a couple years after that, this was like 2020, early 2020, um, he was working on a mixtape. I forget what the mixtape is called. Don't be mad at me if you're listening. I don't remember <laughs> what this mixtape was called, but I, we were he was coming over. I was living in this apartment and I their bedroom was so small. I didn't even like really have like a home studio I could fit gotcha. anyone in. But there was like this common room for the mm. whole apartment building. Right, 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 right. So we'd go in we went in there and you I said the whole up, apartment building? Yeah, yeah. So people were walking <laughs> through there and it's me. Sinbad and TDK was there Facts. one or two of the days, Facts. so we're just sitting there around this microphone, <laughs> and people are like walking in and out because it's next to the pool. God, so people you. are all over the Dang. place. They're like, "What the hell is going on?" And, and y'all um, just sitting in, sitting there spitting. Yeah, yeah, and um, that's also where I did the TDK and Khalif interview. Facts. But that's how I met TDK, and I don't know all the lore or whatever with the group but (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot apparently but I think Sinbad was in Mafia 7 and then went I don't even I don't know what the hell happened I wasn't even there yeah to my knowledge to my knowledge of the lore 
I think Sinbad was in like a group called Black Vermin. He's in Black Vermin, I right? Know that. Right. He's in that still. I okay, currently. Yes. Okay, but you're saying he was previously. I, got I think you. they're okay. all. I think they're affiliated. I don't know. Right, because I feel but like that's how I met. Him. <laughs> that's how I met TDK. Yeah. Um, who else did I meet? Uh, I met Old Man Freeman, who's also in Black Vermin. But I met TDK, and. It wasn't. It wasn't much. Like at the time, like uh, he was there to do a feature on Sinbad's project. Got you. Um, I think he might have recorded one other song, uh, and he was cool. And we like followed each other on Instagram, and I followed his music. Um, and I think it was around the time Still Low Key dropped, was when I was like, I "We need to do an interview," and then I got him and Khalif, and then I started meeting. The rest of them. No, I met... I don't know. I, I've met so many people. I can't even <laughs> keep track of it. I met more people with Sinbad at this hotel once. I don't remember if TDK was there or not. But, yeah, I think that's how I met most of them. And then <laughs> then uh, TDK would come over to record, and, you know, he's always with a group. So yes, it's like, <laughs> you know, the, I think the first time they came over, I met everyone. Gosh, you so, guys, you... Um. Yes. That in, is that story. The the first time I heard about you was mm. from that Khalif and TDK interview because I remember they had uh you know put it put it on their uh, socials and everything so I watched it mm-hmm. and <coughs> and that yeah that's where I knew that's where I f- found out where you were and that's where yeah. I started following you and stuff like that. Um, I yeah. want to do um another interview with them at some point. That one was good, but I, I will admit we, I was, how do I say this, just not not of the right headspace. It'd be like that. All, all three of us were a little, you know, out oh, of. Oh, gotcha, 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 <laughs> and, gotcha. Um, yeah. I don't know. I think we we could do it again too. Yeah, it could be better. Could be better. Yeah, we're definitely gonna do another one. That whole group. I wanna, you know, there's a lot of people this season of PFPR. Uh, that's what uh, season one of PFPR was like four years long. Like, well, like from 2017 to 20. Oh, so you got that, that OG Naruto yeah. lineup and then now we get into Shippuden. Yeah. Now it's uh, now we're now we're more structured. <laughs> um, I used to do an episode every couple months, but um, like now it's every week. <laughs> uh, where was I going with this? I'm trying to backtrack here. What uh, were we talking about? Well, we talked about how you met uh, Mafia 7, but we were oh, also talking about uh, yeah. having them back on the show. Yes, yes, yes. I'd like to get all of them on the show because um, they are super talented. Um, and there's just a lot of people I got. I'm trying to get on here this semester. Got a, got high hopes. Um, but, yeah, they're all. we were just talking about they're all dropping in October. Yeah, yeah. And Sefi is October 15th. Yep, in Cephalon Park. TDK's dropping October 5th, allegedly. Allegedly, yeah, I'm hyped for that. I'm I'm very hyped too. I'd like to see what both of them got. And you know, you know, I've got an album coming too. <laughs> um, for those who haven't been following it on my social media, um, it was all on this hard drive. Well, not all of it. I've got like 50 to 60 percent I've been able to recover from elsewhere, but my hard drive I left in my car in my backpack and I I know exact I don't know the date but I know exactly what day it happened it overheated and fried 
What? Yeah, I didn't know that was an option. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't, I didn't even that know could that could happen. happen. Yeah. So like, did it overheat from the like the heat of the well, car? Like you know, you left like a, a there dog was in there one day in particular. I remember being inside. I was doing something. I was like, I should get my backpack out of the car. It's hot out, and for whatever reason, I didn't. And then slowly after that, the vibes were off. Every time I used that hard drive, I don't. I couldn't tell you what, but I knew something was coming. And it was that day. The last time I was with Mafia Seven at the. Uh, hotel i pulled it up and it was acting funky i was like oh no then after that it wouldn't work you you want to know something that's funny once you i think because you posted about like yo does anybody know how to fix hard drives mm-hmm. i actually hit up somebody you did i, I hit, appreciate you <laughs> i hit somebody up i was like yo it was like he was like my my one of my past roommates because he's like a cybersecurity major mm-hmm. so i was like bro do you know how to fix hard drives and like he didn't reply until like two hours later. He's like, not really. So I was like, all right. And this isn't even <laughs> just like software fixing hard drive. Someone needs to go inside the hard drive and rebuild it. They like I went to the hard drive repair store and they quoted me like over two thousand dollars. Wow, what? Because they they gotta like, and it's not even guaranteed they can do it. So there's one song I'm I'm fine with re-recording the songs that I don't have the project files to. I've got the bounces of everything I have. The album, mm-hmm. but I, it, it has to be mixed better. Like you know, I can, I'm not gonna half-ass give you the album. It's gotta be you know. Right, right, right. This is a big one, but there's there was one song on the album that I was heartbroken because I was like, no, it's gone. But I just found the file last night, so. So so it's not gone. It's not gone. Uh. Thank God. This is the way I recorded it. I know I could never match that energy <laughs> again. And. Uh, I almost I shed a tear. I was like, bro, I can't believe it's So so would you be okay with like telling us more? I feel like I'm interviewing you now. Like uh, oh, like you know, how many tracks? That's a okay, so some of the I'm the structuring of this album is different than I've done it before. I feel like every album I've done or project I haven't done an album, every project I've done, the songs are pretty cut and dry, like, you know. But now it's like I, I'm trying to do some stuff where it's like two songs in like one okay. like track. Okay. You know what I mean? Like you click the thing and it's two songs on. Gotcha. Like gotcha. Stuff like that. Transitions. Um, yeah. I feel like previously with every other work I've done, I get to this point where it's like it's cut and dry, like done, but like I haven't put any spices in it, you know? I've got the chicken cooking, but there's it's bland, you know, (laughs) it's uh, there's meat on it. Like, you know, the chicken is getting cooked, but there's no like pizzazz. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, this is cooked in a better restaurant. You know, we're gone from Olive Garden. No, no, we're going from like, don't give Olive Garden that credit. They're not that nice. We're going from like (laughs) Chick-fil-A to. Gustos. He's, you know, like uh, Bravo's, you know, at Town Center. Uh, <laughs> I've never been there. You've never been to no. Bravo? <laughs> no. Uh, I don't know if that's a... I, I, <laughs> I, can't, oh, I can't say what I said on the radio exactly. I described the album. If all of my previous projects were shirtless pics, this one's full body nude. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. It's now we fair, talking. Yeah. Um. It's it's a very yeah, it's talking. a bright album. There's a lot of sunlight in it, which was really okay. important to me. Okay. And one thing I will say, um, I will say, Songbirds is not on the album. It has to be and like that sometimes. It's there's no there's no like 
cutting or not cutting, but like no traditional like bangers. If you know what Got I mean, you. is no Got like you. hard, like because like Alley Cats, Songbirds, Alley Cats is pretty good, yeah. Um, everybody's a villain. Everybody's a villain. That, I had some other ones that aren't making the cut that were hard. I listened to that one once a day, maybe. Everybody's a villain. That one. That was that was a <laughs> song that completely changed how I like my whole world. Honestly, that was that was a game changing song for me. Um, but this, yeah. So this album, I want it to bring positivity. Mm-hmm. I want it to. It's not like you know entirely like some happy-go-lucky right. album frolicking in the woods. It's uh, but it's like very real, and it's very. I'm not sitting here giving you my, you know, like depression right, story. Right, right, right. I've done that. Deep I, thoughts, yeah. I, it's not, it's not, and that's a, that's one thing. This album has gone through a lot of iterations. In the mm. beginning, this was an entirely different album. I was calling "Arm the Animals," huh. and it was it was supposed to be this huge like concept album. And then I yeah, decided that sounds pretty cool. Right, but I didn't want to get into that. I was like, <laughs> I'm not. I don't want to. I, you know, I can give you my life right now, you know, and give you something good, but uh, I'm not trying to give you the whole the whole spiel on the world. I can't do that. No, I get you. I get you. I'm not making an hour and a half long album. <laughs> I, you know, I like short songs. I just dropped, and I, I've I've got this song queued up. We'll play it in a second. But I dropped this song a couple of weeks ago now, just on SoundCloud because I came home from class. I was in class all day just writing bars and that hasn't <laughs> happened for me in a while it was actually it was after the um i went with mafia seven to the uh they were in a hotel working on their project and um was that is that when they were here uh yeah. over the weekend i was supposed to show up to that but oh. i got like super uh <laughs> it happens but um no we were there and so this summer i haven't really worked on music at all um because I, I went back home, my right. parents both are moving separately, like, and it was, I have nowhere to set up a studio. Mm-hmm. So I just took the uh, summer off unintentionally, um, and I went there, and, uh, you know, for me, rapping, making music, it's like an object in motion stays in motion. If I fall out of it for a little bit, like, I have to, like, I slowly start building up to get, mm-hmm. like, back into yeah. it. Um, nah, nah, so I didn't have that momentum. So they're all like spitting crazy. And I'm like, ah, I don't got bars like <laughs> no, that on right now. And, uh, that was like two or three weeks before that song came out. And after that, I was like, all right, I got to stop playing around now this summer. I got to, no, I get you, get bro. It, together. I get you. it was just that I just like the past couple of weeks, I've been coming up with bars in that day. I like, I don't know. I didn't pay attention to single class. I was just going yeah and that was my longest song i've ever made five minutes five minutes that's crazy you know and i just it was on a far side beat so i literally i came home from class recorded it and uploaded it and that's how we used to do it back in the soundcloud days <laughs> no i know i know i know tons of people that still do it that way yeah uh, but you know they're not making moves for real that we had that conversation the soundcloud is um it's dead. You're not getting anywhere with it anymore, unfortunately. It was the it was SoundCloud was the best for artists, I think, because there wasn't all the hoopla, like 
you could come home and just make yeah. a song and put it out. But yeah. that's enough about the songs. We're going to play this one and give a quick little five-minute break for us. Pardon the Wait by Phil Foe. Just, just some bars for you. Yeah. Hip-hop, hip-hop, what? Yeah. Hey. Hip-hop, hip-hop, what? Just a flex of my tongue And I rap my weed in raw raps I rap my raps in raw thought I give these rappers life You should call my shit the all spark Been dangerous since Laser Quest Rapping like I pass a test Like every week I change a dress And every night unzip a dress I'm not who you think I am Don't care who you pretend to be I'm looking in the mirror Swear that I'm the only tan I see And other rappers dead to me Rapping like amphetamine Simulating bars Spitting shit to make your nipples hard Now I don't throw no tangents Now I just throw fits And I'm done with the extra Swear it is what it is I know that God playing so we stay in good graces I just heard your latest All I'm saying is good gracious Hip-hop, hip-hop I write mix 
tracks recorded They wanna buy my drive, silly bitch, you can't afford it Rap's a game, can pay to win And lately I've been sanguine But still the same time, my bar's colder than a penguin Check who I've been hanging with I promise they're your favorite And every time I leave a crib, my keys and balls dangling That's some real shit right there That do be happening Pardon the wait by myself. Um, and we were just having, you know, a pretty interesting conversation about, uh, uh, you know, creative habits. But um, working in a separate room, like, a lot of people are, like, bedroom producers. Or, like, right. I hate that term, first of all, because I feel like it's demeaning to people. Like, your studio is wherever your studio is. Like, you can, I've heard some of the best beats of my life made out of the bedroom. Anywho. Having a separate, like, room, place. It could be, like, a coffee shop down the street. Mm-hmm. Somewhere to go to specifically work on whatever your work is, whether it's videos, whether it's music, whether it's pictures, whether it's rating toasters on the Internet. Having, like, a separate place to go to do that thing is very important for your own mental and ability to do it. Like, cause your mind think like, and go the same goes like for anything. They always say like, it's better to have a bedroom anyways. That's just for sleeping. Mm-hmm. Cause you go in there and then you go to sleep. Yeah. But this is, uh, this is a luxury. Most people can't afford. Like it's hard to afford or find like a place for that. I'm just saying, if you find somewhere to go, you may find that helps you. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I especially during our conversation we've been having, um, I know for the past maybe two to four years, I've I've been like, you know, somebody that has their computer, has their desk in their room right next to their bed. So, you know, as soon as I come home from school or whatever, straight on the computer, you mm-hmm. know, play video games for a little bit. Then we go into editing and then, you know, we'll watch YouTube for however long and then straight back into bed and mm-hmm. repeat. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I can definitely see, you know, how you kind of just put yourself in this cycle of unproductiveness if it, if it warrants that. Mm-hmm. But I do see the benefits of, you know, having, you know, your, your creative space elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know, I, th- I think that's the most obvious fix. You know, if your mindset is somewhere else and your work is somewhere else, like separated from where you relax, yeah, you might find that you produce a little bit more mm-hmm. you produce better you're more creative you know you, you you're really thinking outside the box because you're not in the same space uh 
that you live in, if that makes sense. Exactly. Um, and for whatever reason, the past like three years, I've definitely been a bedroom body, if you will. Mm-hmm. I'm usually always in my room. Like, you know, sure, I live in a house or, you know, I live in this house with other rooms and stuff, but I'm literally only ever in my room. Yeah. Ever. As long as I got everything in my room or everything that I need with me, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have recently been feeling that, you know, that kind of limits me as far as my creativity. You know, I'm not out there having ex- the experiences I should have to be able to express said experiences, if that makes sense. Yeah. Like I'm not, I'm not getting all these like fresh looks at the world. I'm just looking at the world from, you know, my 15th story apartment window Mm-hmm. Or what I see on Twitter, Instagram, or whatever. Um, so I'm really trying to push myself, like really, because, like I said, I I have no problem with staying home as long as I have everything I need. I'll mm-hmm. I'll stay home, but I'm really trying to push myself out of that and experience more. You know, live life, and that also came with you know its fair share of personal sacrifices um because I, I i had told my partner you know and, and not in a rude way and i i really appreciate that we have this kind of relationship um i i, I told him straight up like i think i'm giving you too much time in my life because my whole life i've always been the type of companion that's like eats breathes sleeps mm-hmm. their partner yeah and you know sure at first i, w- I didn't really think of anything of it but the more and more it happened, um, I I just came to the realization that like even that hinders you, mm. um, as 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 much as you may not want to admit it because you know you know this person's the love of my life et cetera et cetera. If if you're always occupied, um, with you know what they're doing or just trying to have them in your life more. Yeah. Um, you know, I think we're still at that age where we need to grow up separately and come together and be happy. Because um, yeah. I, I feel like the whole really depending on the other person to make you happy and never works. Well, granted, yes, yes, but I would, I would, I would say that's more of like a marriage behavior. Yeah. Because that that's like lifelong commitment, mm-hmm. and obviously, you know, in America, that I'm pretty sure like the di- divorce rates are going up. But aren't they always? <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's just like like small little changes and small little things that you may not want to admit. But I mean, sometimes you just have to be honest with yourself and say, you know, my living situation isn't working the way I need it to. Um, you know, my romantic life isn't really giving me what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I personally think that there's a balance between all of it. Like you can be super creative. Um I don't know where I was going with this. I think, you know, in turn to be great elsewhere, like you should also try and better your life in other aspects, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Because once all these other aspects are, you know, improved and the way you want, hopefully, you know, you have the the mindset of always wanting to improve. You're just going to keep going, if that makes sense. So realistically, I think, a general problem like a lot of people have especially at our age with you know being 
creators are is just getting off the ground. Yeah. Um, whether that be you know personal mental fights or you know fights with trying to get people to listen to them. Mm-hmm. And I, I say listen as a general uh, term as far as you know like ears, mm-hmm. eyes, you know interact. Yeah. So to capture the audience. Yeah. Exactly. That definitely is um, one of the hardest things. But going back to the balancing, like, love life and, like, creative work, that is one hell of a battle. Um, (laughs) I'll tell you that. But I think um, if you're with the right person, like, you you know, they'll understand, like, you've got to do what you've got to do. And sometimes that means, like, you know, I need time to do this. They need you know, I can't have them there for that sometimes. And uh, I think it's just, it's a balance and you always got to work on it. It's never just easy peasy done. I think it's yeah. just a continuous battle. Um, but if it's something you're passionate about, there's always a way to make it work. I've found, and if you're if you're committed, you can do anything. If you got the vision, you can do anything. You just got to see it through. And I think... Um, I, that's one thing. I watch a lot of interviews, not necessarily because of PFPR, just I always have. Um, and one thing, there's a lot of, if you notice now, there's a lot of like older rappers blowing up. Like uh, Freddie Gibbs. I think all of Griselda mm-hmm. is kind of older. Yeah. Um, who was it? Uh, who else? Nipsey Hussle was not that old, but he was in it for a long time before he really blew up. But the thing I hear f- from all of them is just they they blew up later, but that's because when they didn't blow up when they were younger, they didn't stop. Got you. And I yeah, think yeah. that's a point where I'm starting to see now some people a little bit older than me are reaching that point where they're feeling like they're too old to make it. Okay. And it's like, it's not. You just got to – it's going to be – I almost feel like a little easier past then because mm-hmm. other people are dropping out. But Yeah, facts. And I, I think it's very valuable to w- find your market. You know, if, mm-hmm. you, if you don't find it the first time, keep searching. Yeah. Like, look different places. Like, um, I've seen, like, a lot of dehabilitating, dehabilitating things um, from people as far as marketing goes. Um, mm-hmm. But marketing pays off so, so heavily, especially in the – the, the technological age we're in, you know, TikTok, yeah. Snapchat, Twitter, Instagram, like it literally only takes one thing to blow up. Um, <clears throat> I think when you, you know, have half ask your production and kind of don't take yourself serious um, or don't take yourself as serious as you want other people to take you, then mm-hmm. there won't be any, and any like, I'm trying to think. I don't want to say like th- there won't be any wall behind you, yeah. uh, a wall credibility, if you will, mm-hmm. um, because you know people are attracted to confidence. So if you're you know not really doing things or putting things out in the right the wrong places, you know, sure it's not going to grab, but that's because it's in the wrong place. Right. And it, the world is huge, bro. Like maybe you're not cut out for you know. Virginia, but you might go crazy in Oregon or something. Yeah. 
or you know India. I, I mean, some people are. Did you see? I don't know if you follow Lil Pump, but uh, oh. <laughs> overseas they they were like going crazy for him, and like here it's not the same at all. I saw uh, I saw a video of Lil Pump in Japan, and nobody knew who he was. Really? Yeah, everybody was just walking around him, and he was just kind of like, you know, why isn't anybody talking to me? Yeah. Was that Little Pump? I think it was Little Pump. I'm pretty sure it was Little Pump. I think I saw him. It was somewhere in Europe, I think, where they were they had a bunch of stuff about him acting like he was the biggest rapper in the world. Um, But uh, Little Pump's a whole different topic yeah he's a beat he's he, I, I don't know what's happening for him my friend and i had a bet and brett if you're listening you won because this was a couple months ago i was like dog i think i think little pump's done i think we've heard the last of him he said no there's one more news cycle coming on little pump think and so? he's done and this is it you think <laughs> it's coming on the news cycle it's because he's got this album coming i think after this it's over god i will say i do there is one it's not like a full-fledged little pump song, but there is one song that I listen to on the daily that what? has little pump. Uh, I think it's I Love It with Kanye. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where they dressed up as those block, block people. There's, oh, I don't remember the name now. There was some, like, deep cut with little pump from, like, 2017 I used to listen to on SoundCloud all the time. What was my first little, what was... I remember when per- he Lil blew Pump up first. with uh, not Gucci Gang. Oh, that was the yes, one before Gucci it. Gang. Hold on, Gucci. Boss. <laughs> yeah, I can't. I, hold on. Uh, Is there a Lil Pump on the on the radio station computer? Didn't he also have that uh, like one D Rose song? Like D Rose. D Rose. Yeah. <laughs> hold up. Hold up. What's the one though? Let's let's check our little pump lore. <laughs> he dropped little the Harvard dropout and misspelled Harvard. Classic. <laughs> D Rose. Flex like ooh. I'm not familiar with that one. <laughs> what? How did flex like? You don't know. It was like walking the crib and I flex like ooh. Oh, yeah, I, I heard this. That was one of the first ones, yeah. Dang. No, Gucci Gang, though, I remember. That was, nah, that was, that was peak. a moment. Yeah, that was that was peak, like, what, 2018? Yeah. 2017? I think that was it. Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang, Gucci Gang. Yeah, that was high school, bro. <laughs> Little pump vaping in the bathroom. Yeah, that's so... Yes, bro. <laughs> I wasn't even on that, like, in high school, but I'd always, like... I, I had friends that... Because I, I played baseball in high school, so I had a couple friends that would dip. Oh, no. Nah. Like, and I was like, yo, y'all crazy for that. Yes. But, like, I th- this is, like, the in the prime, you know, jewel season. Like, yeah. everybody was doing, doing jewels or had, like, fat uh, mods, uh-huh. like, like oh. boxes for the vapes. Um, so, you know, you just walk in the bathroom and there'd be like six guys in there and be like, what are y'all doing in here? <laughs> Walking in, it's foggy. Yeah. I I used to just vape. Like, there were certain classes you could just whip it out in the middle of class. I, I went to three different high schools, but the high school I went to junior and senior year, Western Branch High School, was very unserious. You could, you, most of the classes you could vape in. My teacher, my 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 financial, what was it, econ class teacher was like a former porn star. Like there was a lot That's going crazy. on in that school. 
That's great. No, I, I would say, like, I, I had my fair share of, you know, doing things in a classroom that you should not be doing. Yeah. <laughs> Yo, and I just, like, look back at that. And I'm just like, Eric, what are you doing, dog? Like, what were you doing? Yeah. I think... Uh, hey, but I'm not mad at it, though, bro. I dab myself up. Looking back on my childhood, I think... Uh, I, I don't know where I got the confidence or just the courage to do some of the things I did. No, I feel that. I, I feel that. The no idea. I wouldn't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I, I was. I still. I, I guess I still look back at yesterday sometimes and be like, I don't know how I managed that one, but. <sighs> you, life. You, you thought you were like on the last strings and you yeah. somehow came through on the end. Yeah. It'd always be like that. All right, we gotta we gotta wrap it up because the next people are looking to get in here. I just saw them over there. I got one last question. Yeah, what's up with all the horniness on Twitter? Hey, bro, <laughs> you're funny because you are not the only person that has said something to me. I <laughs> I had one of my friends uh, in the graphic design program actually send me. Uh, I don't know what it is, but like it shows me certain. Yes, Eric liked. <laughs> I've read every time I see Eric like. Uh, oh, no. Hey, bro, look. I, <laughs> like if, the if most I, diabolical <laughs> things on Twitter, bro. If I'm gonna keep it a stag with you, I mean, <laughs> I like those things mainly so my so, partner will see them. Uh, not, not specifically like just trying to be a funny you. guy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. Wrong, t- wrong person. You know, you, you post something on your Snapchat for one person. Tons of other people see yeah. it. That's exactly what's going on here. Nice. Okay. But I, I'm not mad at it. I, I told I told my my friend that texted me that Twitter me is the real me. Yeah, and real life me. That's, <laughs> that's the Twitter me, and Twitter me is the real me. You are funny, bro. <laughs> all right. Well, that's all she wrote for today. <clears throat> this is PFPR. Yes, sir. Colores. Yes, Whoa, wait, wait. What? Where did we get the name Colores from? Uh, it's Spanish for colors. Nice. And I'm half Mexican. Well, there we go. Bada bing, bada boom. <laughs> Sweet and simple. All right. Well, this is, thanks for coming. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure being here. And, you know. See you next time. Yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. For we'll, sure. We'll have you back. All right. We're, we're out. Peace.